Welcome to the number one horror podcast on Pornhub, Getting Off. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-host this evening, the Lament Configuration, uh, also Miss Katie Kinsey Bebe, host of the Sheely Showcase, Inside the Mind of, in the crowd. I already forgot the other thing that I was going to say. I'm the man in the box. Yes, the man in the box. Uh, and story time with Miss Katie Kinsey Bebe. What's in the fucking box? Uh, Cenobites, chains, pain, and flesh ripping. That's that's what the fuck's in the box. Um, Will Gray will also be joining us eventually at some point, I think, um, unless he just decides to continue <laughs> playing Fortnite. Um, we will see. The plan was Katie and I were going to break down the franchise, and while we're doing that, because Will has only seen one movie, he was going to pick another Hellraiser movie to watch and live react to while we were breaking it down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, But Will's not here. So, Katie, overall thoughts on... uh, Because we've done Texas Chainsaw. We've done Friday the 13th. We've done Halloween. We've done Nightmare on Elm Street. We've hit... I mean, you've seen all of the Chuckies, you know, all the child's plays. So we've hit all of the major franchises at this point. Mm -hmm. I feel like Hellraiser is kind of the last huge slasher franchise, you know, obviously screaming stuff, but like from the eighties, the mid, the late eighties, nineties, it's the last major franchise we really haven't covered. So, yeah. Um, so overall, uh, I told this to you yesterday. I think it was on the post show. I don't Mm -hmm. remember if we're still alive. Uh, pinhead smash only Doug Bradley's pinhead, though. The other one, the other guy was kind of weird. He like kind of looked like Doug Bradley, but like not at the same time. And I could tell it was different just by the voice. I was like, I don't like that. Um, you know, strong female leads every once in a while, every few movies. Wasn't mad at that. Love Kirsty. We'll get into it. Kirsty's fine as fuck. Shoot. I don't I know. know what it is about her, but Jesus Christ, Kirsty Cotton. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's got she got a pretty face. Uh interesting concept, like behind the box and what happens when you open the box, because it's a puzzle box, and some people clearly can't open said box because they tried and can't. It's it's interesting. I think that's that's just overall all I can say is interesting. So what I will say is even though the first movie, I think the first two movies are directed by Clive Barker and then everything else is based on characters created by Clive Barker. Yeah. Clive Barker is much more of like a Stephen King than a uh, John Carpenter. You know, um, he mm-hmm. wrote The Hellbound Heart and The Books of Blood, which also has a Hulu special that you can watch. Um, came out a few years ago. It's actually pretty good. Um, but he he's a writer whose uh, work was a- adapted into these works. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off Fortnite, he is a chef by trade, a mark by choice, and late as fuck, the Will Gray. Look, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought it was only going to take me like eight minutes, but we got that dub, you know, and there's something nice about just getting it. And when we won... I don't know what came over me, but as I finished the last kill, 
the the words that came out of my mouth were eat shit fuck face and i don't know why but that was what came out and i felt like you know it was it was worth it it was worth it yeah. i am super enjoyed. late i am super late well, we were only talking about the first movie, and we haven't really even really got into it. I was just explaining to Katie that Clive Barker is more of a Stephen King than a John Carpenter or a Wes Craven in that uh, all this stuff is based off books that he's written. There are comic books. There's there's a lot of lore that you're not getting in the movies that mm. exists about this entire world that he has created and built. Um, well, did you know that Katie's the man in the box? The man in the box? Is that She the- is the man. The man. In the, in the box, box. yeah <laughs> i love lane staley and allison chains that was a young <laughs> infatuation of my childhood i also have the box i, I also saw have the box that i want to show before we get more into this. right here too so this i got this for christmas it is a whole set of these it's cardstock and it's different horror movies so uh it's from Friday, September 11th, 1987. House of Horror, six bodies found in local home, ritualistic murders, claim police. What, what was the date on that? Uh, Friday, September 11th, 1987. Terrible date in history, all around. All around. Um, but article by Clive Barker. And it goes on to, like, has Larry and Julia in the bottom and, like, tells the story, basically, of the first movie. Uh, police sketch of Pinhead, Uncle Frank, Kirsty, but at the bottom it has the boiler room from the third one, mm-hmm. the pyramid gallery also from the third one, and the Chouinard Institute from the second one. But Very nice. my mo- my mom got me like a whole collection of these, and it's all different horror movies, and each one is you know this size, like newspaper article type stuff, and it's so cool. And I was looking through it. And I was like, oh, there is a Hellraiser one. I can show this. <laughs> but I don't have anywhere to hang them in. Because I want to like hang them all up. But I just haven't got the chance to yet. Uh, yeah, so Pinhead kind of, he was named by the fans. Like, in the first movie, he's just listed as lead Cenobite. He's not Pinhead. I was going to, it's in, um, hold on, I wrote it down. Hold on, hold on. I think it's the third movie is the first time they say Pinhead. Yes, because uh, the first two movies are essentially like one story, um, Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, um, is the continuation, the the finale of the Kirstie Cotton story. Um, but uh, so overall, thoughts? I'm going to say overall, a roller coaster. <laughs> okay, okay. Will, you've seen the original. How do you like the original Hellraiser? Having watched it originally when I was young, I think the biggest takeaway is now looking back at as an adult one. Um, watching movies like this as a young child would probably explain a lot of my BDSM fantasies. Yeah. Uh, I would also look at it as uh, coming into the conversation when I did listening to you say it was more of a Stephen King versus a John Carpenter. I would also agree in the sense that... Uh, Although it has its scary, oh shit, this is a horror movie moments, there are some kind of mind fuck situations, like when you're going into it, that aren't your typical scary, but more thriller kind of moments. Like there's a lot of like 
you find them Chrissy's running in attics and shit like those like those semi-traditional horror movies but it's more thriller anticipation than it is just jump scares oh shit she's gonna die yeah one of my favorite things that I found out about the Hellraiser franchise is when the box is opened and the Cenobites appear they appear from what's called a gash <laughs> so it's so it's uh, Pinhead's gash, so and so's gash, yeah. uh, the engineer's gash, uh, from which Matt's they... gash, Matt's gash. Um, <laughs> so, Katie, Will, <laughs> first movie, a um, little bit of infidelity going on. A little. <laughs> so, I told I told Katie that I I, I wrote down like uh, extended names. Yep. For all the movies, so uh, the first one I put as a uh, Hellraiser stepmom suck. Um, True, literally and figuratively, uh, because um, for those of you who are unaware, and Tommy, I'm not going to kick you out. See, I want you here. I want you to listen. I want you to experience this stuff and get interested and be like, you know what, that sounds cool as fuck, and then go watch it. Like, I'm not going to gatekeep. I want to be your gateway. <laughs> yeah, into horror. So if you haven't watched any of that stuff we talked about, stick around, listen, have a good time. And then go check it out. Hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. What but, did I tell uh, you, Matt, going into this episode? That you that were I had, uh, Yeah, I had only ever seen the first one. Yeah. And have you decided which one you're going to watch while we're covering this? No, coming into it, uh, I was going to look. Where are they available on streaming? Do you know right off? I think Peacock. I th- uh, maybe Peacock. I don't know, because every time I clicked on it when I was on your Voodoo, it said or or, or Hulu, because Hulu does have the newest Hellraiser. Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> I say Hellraiser it every time I say Hulu. It is streaming on. Uh, <laughs> Tubi and Pluto TV for free. Uh, AMC Tubi. Plus with a subscription. Same thing with Amazon Prime. Uh, the newest one is on Hulu, yep. um, but the rest of them looks like you're gonna need a subscription. Through something to watch, so. Uh, Hellraiser, Judgment. How's that one, Katie? Uh, it's a time. What would you say is the scariest one of all of them? The scariest? Yeah. My favorite's three because it's we're gonna get into it, but it's Hellraiser off the leash. Oh yeah, uh, I liked three. Yeah, Hell on Earth. That's the one that's not on Tubi. Huh. Okay, what's Which on I- Tubi? <laughs> uh, Hellraiser, Judgment, Revelations, Hellraiser Two, and Hellraiser. But that's not at all what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Hellraiser Two is a follow up to Hellraiser One, so that's not a bad choice. Uh, Revelations, Katie did not watch. Because uh, you didn't have it, own on... it It's fucking awful, but I'll read you guys a, synop- a synopsis on it. Okay. Um, yeah, just watch the second one. Yeah, watch the second one, Will. Okay, cool. The full- it's on. I mean, Kirstie's fine as fuck. Katie and I already talked about that. So, like, more Kirstie, better. Um, and it, it's kind of a trip, so you might enjoy it. Infidelity. We, we, we got way the fuck off. So, uh, essentially, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... Uh, Stepmom was kind of fucking around with Uncle Frank a little bit. Which Uncle Frank, I, like, I've known some scumbags in my time. 
That man is the ultimate scumbag. I hate Uncle Frank. I also love Bloodline for the lore. We'll talk about that too. (laughs) But here's the thing about, all right, so to Uncle Frank's credit, Katie, Uncle Frank has got to throw some grade A fucking dick, all right? And here's why I say that. Has to. Listen, hold on, hold on, because what woman would not only bring you back from the dead, but then continue to murder people just to get some more of that. Like, that's a lot of shit to do just to get some more dick from Uncle Frank. <laughs> when you yes. sling it, you sling it, Mateo. What do you want to say, man? I'm just I saying mean, Frank's got some great ideas. Take it easy down there, Midas. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what so, a way to open the movie. He's strung up like he's... I mean... That's how the movie ended. Yeah, that's how the first one ends. Yeah. You get a nice little recap. It's been a minute, guys. Like I said. Well, no, you get a nice little recap in the beginning of two. It's great. So, essentially, uh, Frank is the scumbag with the box. He opens it. He gets shredded to pieces, sent to hell. Uh, His brother um, and his brother's new wife move into the house that Frank was living in. uh, That was their family house. Uh, brother cuts himself, drops a little blood on the floor, which opens up a gateway to allow Frank to start coming back. Dude. re Julia, who uh, I, he also, again, had sex with his brother's wife. Yeah. Because th- these are like, that's the theme about how Razor is. Like, all of the people that open the box are kind of like when we talk Shitty. about Monster Inside, how there are these people with like PTSD that are, they've had fucked up shit happen to them and they're looking for that next level thing to get them back mm-hmm. to that that adrenaline rush or that you know to push their boundaries that's the people that the box is attracted to everyday motherfuckers like you me uh not so much you know not we're not their cup of tea no i'm doing my cup of fucking tea. angel frank frank has literally fucked everything every way and every hole that he could and he's not getting <laughs> he's not enjoying it anymore Listen, I don't know why Uncle Frank is also very incestuous towards Kirsty. Because so, he's a scumbag. Like, but like that's that's a home. It's about the no. taboo. It's about the taboo. That's the thing. It's all about the taboo. He did. I everything's I about the taboo. So Frank comes back. Julia's killing motherfuckers. Uh Frank steals his brother's skin. Which is fucking gross. By the way, like that's the thing about these movies. Saw is gory. Cool. I'm fine with that. This is just like gross. <laughs> Kirsty finds out what's going on. She summons uh the Cenobites. They come for her. She offers them Frank because he escaped. And that's kind Queen of her of way deals. out. Yeah. Uh, fucking manipulates the box, sends everybody back to where the fuck they came from. That's She's a bad bitch. Now, um, the chatterer I have met, um, the female Cenobite I have met, and uh, they call him Butterball, the the fatter one with the hooks. Yeah. Yeah. Met him as well as Doug Bradley. Side story about Doug Bradley. We went to Atlanta for a horror convention specifically so I could meet Doug Bradley. He was like the last one on my horror checklist of like legends that I had to meet. I don't know if it's because he was British. I don't know if it was like a time change, whatever. He did not 
seem like he was fucking happy to be there and it kind of fucking sucked because i drove from mm-hmm. chicago to atlanta to see this dude and i was so excited and i was i'm like dude i came all the way down from chicago i really excited to meet you he's like yeah okay that's great and he's just like signing and i'm like oh i hate when that happens but tony todd was there and tony todd was cool as fuck well because so. it's tony motherfucking todd bright side um, but yeah. yeah, no, I've, I've got to meet a lot of the cast of like the Cenobites from the first one. I've got their autographs. They're back there on the wall. Uh, cool as shit. Um, Christie's Kirsty's fine as shit. Um, she survives the house collapses her and Steve. Yeah, Steve. Her boyfriend. I don't know how the fuck Steve made it, but Steve made it. Also, okay, hold on. I, we got to talk about something. This homeless dude who becomes... A dragon? Yeah. A demon dragon? Because I I said homeless dude, dragon, demon? Question mark? Question mark? I don't have an answer for you. Um, I wish you did. <laughs> Tom might, because he, he's red, uh, I'm assuming, the Hellbound Heart. Um, but essentially, you have these characters that are there to kind of f- help the box find its next victim. Yeah, you know? and that's what it is. It, it it's a, a go between essentially. Uh, yeah, I guess a demon in sorts. Um, it in human like form. It it looked like a dragon of bones. Unfortunately for Kirsty, uh, d- killing her her incestuous uncle, her evil stepmother, who was by the way like chained sexually to a bed and being electrocuted uh, as her yeah. punishment. Uh, finding out that her father's dead, having her family home collapse into rubble, and meeting the Cenobites and having to send them back by solving a puzzle box. Uh, it's not done for her. Uh, because after all of this, when you go to the cops and say, Hey, demons, chains, my dead uncle came back from life, wore my father's skin, fucked my mother in law, they're all dead and gone. Uh, they put you places like, like an asylum. Yeah, or or like an institute of sorts, uh, a Chenard Institute, if you will, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, um, the doctor there is obsessed with the lament configuration. Uh, he has a shit ton of little models and forms it, of it, and yeah, he collected the mattress that Julia died on, and also fucked Frank on, and had that brought back, and he's <laughs> gonna conduct some experiments that will we'll see. Uh, with the yeah. mattress, um, you're also going to see the pillar, which becomes a thing later. We'll talk about the pillar transition from two to three. Yeah. Um, but Kirsty's there. He's He's got Kirsty there to kind of figure out what the fuck's going on because he wants to open the box. He's also got another mute girl, little blonde, who is really good at solving puzzles that he's just kind of holding hostage. You know, for Tiffany, the, you know, so, the right means. Just out of curiosity, I'm eight minutes into the film. <laughs> Christy wakes up in the 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 asylum or whatever she's in. Okay, how mm-hmm. mean is this cop unnecessarily being a dick to her? She just went through all this traumatic shit, and he is just downright being mean to our girl. Well, you've got to realize they think she's the one that did it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because like in re- like she saw the house collapse, but like in reality, the house didn't collapse. Yeah. They were able to go in there. They were able to get the mattress, all of this shit. And also, her dad's dead. Her stepmother's dead. 
Uh, Frank's been dead, but no one knew that Frank was dead. So Frank's also dead. Um, And she's talking about demons coming out of walls and ripping flesh and parents wearing each other's skins and a box. So, yeah, comes off a little crazy and they think she probably did it. Yeah, I I could understand that. Um, Hellbound. How'd you feel about that one, Katie? Because we actually go into what they call the labyrinth. We go into the world of the Cenobites, which isn't really hell, but it is kind of hell. Listen, as someone who loves the labyrinth, one of the best movies of all time, I was kind of, I was kind of excited. I was like, okay, cool, I'm down. I was, I have no issue with this one. I do like this one, this movie a lot. The and I like the fact that it was a continuation, quite literally. The, I like the um, like different Cenobites in every movie, because like it's always Pinhead, it's always a. A chatterer of some sort, whether it's a human or a dog. Uh, that's always interesting. And then in three, which we'll get to, those are the best ones. Well, but like, Shinard gets made into a Cenobite. No, but he sucks. So essentially, that's kind of I think maybe not the engineer, but there there is a character that essentially configures you and turns you into a Cenobite. Um, yeah, and Shenard gets made into one. Also, how did you feel about the way that the Cenobites were defeated in this one? This one was the pictures. Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, because I put. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was interesting to me. I was like, whoa, wait. I guess, I mean, like, realistically, like, it makes sense. But I didn't expect that to be the way. And when he was just, like, throwing shit and getting them all, I was like, oh, my God, they're all gone. What do you mean? I was I was confused. I didn't like it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil spoil it for Will. I, I've said enough. That's, um, that's why I was vague. It, but um, the way the Cenobites are defeated. You could spoil it. Well, I mean, the way the Cenobites are defeated are essentially they're shown pictures of them when they were humans, and then they're transformed back into their human form by looking at pictures of themselves. Like, they kind of remember, oh, that's who I was. Well, only Pinhead really gets to see his picture. The other ones are just like, Kirstie's like, remember, you were humans. Well, one turned into, yeah, a boy, and yeah, all that, and then... Yeah, I mean, they turn into themselves after the fact, but... Get them all like Pokemon. Catch them, uh, catch them and then Shinard Shinard murders them as they turn back into humans, and then yeah, it's kind of kind of low key, high key, fucked up. And the did you notice the fucking giant thing in the sky mm-hmm. up there? So that's essentially like Satan or their god. Like that's yeah. the thing that's running everything. That's the final the form of the yeah the Leviathan, the final form of the element configuration. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinhead's just a general in Hell Hell's army. This crazy diamond pyramid sky thing is really running shit. It's like a fucking you ever played The Sims? It's like one of those the things on top of The Sims. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I label this one Hellraiser Two. Doctors suck. Yeah, I have something to say about that. Okay. 
please. They were just doing a really unsanitary brain surgery on this guy. And I noticed that one of the doctors didn't have gloves on in the scene. And I was like, I know medicine's progressed a lot since the 80s. And it is a movie after all. But like, couldn't production have made sure they were all wearing gloves? <laughs> Honestly, with how shady that place is, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Someone's not wearing say. gloves. The, the brain <laughs> surgery that they're performing isn't really above board brain Something surgery. Something tells me it with. was like a little off the books, I guess would be yeah. a good way to put it. A little putting it nicely. <laughs> this man's an actual piece <sighs> of shit. Now, Hellraiser 3 actually doesn't have sucks in the title. It's not something sucks. I, I switched. Oh, up. that's good. Uh, Hellraiser 3, Daddy Issues, a.k.a. Hell on Earth. Um, because uh, not only did Katie enjoy this and has Daddy Issues, <laughs> but uh, so does Joey. Yep. Um, Joey is a news reporter who isn't respected because she has a vagina. You have a <laughs> oh, vagina? And <laughs> no, I'm not respected because I'm a foul-mouthed pothead. <laughs> yeah, there's that. She's she's not respected because she doesn't, you know, no tight skirts, no. She wants to do it the right way. As she should. Fuck the patriarchy. Feminism. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> That's the theme of all these movies. Fuck the patriarchy. So Joey gets a hot tip about some shit going on. She wants to break this news story. She She's at this hospital waiting for this fluff piece and then comes a person on a gurney with chains and electricity and she's like what the fuck's going on and uh she gets she, she gets into it she starts digging into it um we find out that the pillar that you will see come out of the mattress at the end because there's other stuff that happens that we didn't talk about another person may or may not come back uh in hellraiser 2 from yeah. the first movie uh there, there's some other stuff but uh essentially <laughs> pinhead is bound to the pillar um, and the pillar is now a statue uh, with the Lament configuration also in it uh, being traded, mm -hmm. kind of like the Lament configuration was, uh, mm -hmm. to some scumbag who runs a series of nightclubs in one building. The boiler room? Oh, wait, hold on. It says it. Um, two bars, disco, restaurant, open seven nights a week. <laughs> the hottest nightclub in town. Yeah. Um, now JP's a dick. JP is a dick. Um, JP also loses his dick. Yeah. Well, I actually put in my notes, I said JP is an asshole. So, so here's the cool jealous. thing about Hellraiser 3, Will, and why it's one of my favorites. Because Pinhead was defeated and he, he's bound to the pillar... When he is released from the pillar, he is no longer bound by the box. He's he's no longer has to be released from and controlled by the box. So once he's out, he's out. And he's out on Earth, and he is doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, and his powers are limitless. He is in churches mocking the crucifixion, talking shit mm -hmm. to priests and making fire and shit happen. He's turning people into Cenobites just for shits and giggles. He turned the yeah. boiler room in his own personal BDS sex dungeon, BDSM sex dungeon. Yeah, I, I so like when I saw the the I'll call it the nightclub scene when Pinhead comes in and just ruins everybody. Because I just watched that long ago, I immediately thought of Fall of the House of Usher, Prospero's death, 
It was a nightclub, and it was shady, as what I thought of, because there's bodies everywhere. The Cenobites are fucking cool. It's like, the DJ becomes one, and he has, like, fucking CDs in his face. Yeah, he and shoots CDs out of his face. Um, Joey's cameraman becomes a Cenobite, and his face becomes the camera. He shoots laser beams out of it. Which is just forehead. choice. The bartender... <laughs> Uh, basically, is a human Molotov cocktail or Mai mm-hmm. cocktail. Um, so oh, yeah, it's fire breather. <laughs> I also wrote, you'll appreciate this. Um, quote, What in the dream warriors? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong though? Both are the third movie in the franchise. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what made me write it too. I was like, They're both a third movie. Well, it even Tom said uh, Pinhead becomes quite Freddy style in Hell on Earth. And what in the Dream Warriors? Freddy really got his personality in Dream Warriors, like the Freddy that we know. We got that in Dream Warriors, so yeah, no, it, it, it kind of makes sense. Time, bitch. Um, what's her nuts? The the chick that uh, Joey found and let's stay at her house. Tori. Tori, yeah, she looks like Shawnee Smith, but she's like a hotter Shawnee Smith. Oh my god, whoever played her is gorgeous. Uh, she had uh, the cigarette throat thing going on. Which, I don't remember seeing her actually die. Uh, she, she went back, remember? Well, yeah, like, I know that, I know, like, I know she goes back and, like, she feeds JP to the pillar, but Pinhead after cannot that, be trusted. well, that's fucking true. Yeah, no, she was there. It, it was done. It, it was over. I just, like, like thought I, like, missed it completely because I was very confused, but um however even though pinhead is no longer bound by the rules of the lament configuration by the lament configuration so he has to get it back and joey has it um Mm -hmm. so he does some manipulative tactics now mind you joey also like goes into a dream world and sees like World War Two era fucking or World War One era. It's it's the Vietnam War. Vietnam, yeah. Well, no, I'm talking Pinhead. Oh, Pinhead, yeah, yeah. Unpinhead. Yes. When he was in the war and what he went through and like gets advice from like human Pinhead. Elliot Spencer. Elliot Spencer, yes. Um, her dad was in the Vietnam War though, and uh, after she thinks everything's done and safe, Pinhead manipulates her dreams, pretends to be her daddy. Her, gives her daddy the box. Pinhead now has the box. Uh, it's a whole showdown and a thing. Uh, it's a battle between Pinhead and Elliot for control. Uh, listen, it, it's human a Pinhead versus Pinhead was pretty fucking cool, I will say. Uh, no, not Joey from Dawson's Creek, Joey. And not eating Cinnabites <laughs> from the Cinnabon in the mall. She's real no. close with a lot of those words. She's just No, she's definitely there. on the right track. She's definitely on the right track. She's um, there. actually, who did play? Because the actress that there are a few famous people in these films. Um, oh, I don't know. Did you notice Heather Langenkamp in Judgment? So I saw that she was in it, and I IMDb it after the fact. So I was like, I don't remember seeing her anywhere in this movie. She's the fucking landlady. Yes, and I got pissed. I was like, that's it for Heather yeah, no. fucking Langenkamp. That's well, a, the cameo, cameo you give her. No, it doesn't matter. She deserves a bigger role. <laughs> uh, so. Respect Joey Summer Kills or Summer Skills was played by Summer Terry. Kills. Yeah, Summer Kills. Uh, Terry Farrell, who was in Star Trek, who was on Backer. Um, 
more Star Trek. Gleason, uh, she, she's been in a bunch of shit. Like, if you saw her, you'd recognize her. Oh, don't worry. All the famous people that I knew, I wrote what I remember them from. So it's going to be fun when we get there. Uh, eventually, Pinhead is defeated, sent back to hell in the box. Everything's said and done. And then we roll into Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, Daddy Issues was the third one. Never mind. I was like, yeah. what was your other title? Uh, Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines, or as I as I call it, BDSM in Space. Yeah, like fucking Jason X over here. I was like, so, Space? No. All right, so Brocast likes Bloodlines. I like Bloodlines, and here's why. Not because of the Bloodline, before Allison asks in the chat. It's not the same Bloodline. Um. Well, yes, this is Pinhead in space. Yes, this is Pinhead in the future on a space station because the technology doesn't exist to destroy Pinhead until we get there. We get the full backstory of the the toy maker, the man who made the box, La Marchand's box, which becomes known as the Lament Configuration. Mm -hmm. And his family, uh, who knows the keys and secrets, whether it's buried deep down inside them, uh, to the box that keeps Pinhead at bay. Um, we find out that he was commissioned by a rich socialite to create the box who was into the occult, who may or may not have had a Necronomicon Ex Mortis where he got the designs. Uh, that, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> sure. Who is then betrayed by the demon by... that he summons. Oh, I was going to say by Derek from Step Brothers, but okay. Yes, also Derek from Step Brothers. <laughs> Um, because he summons the princess of hell, Angelique, Angelique, who is also fine as fuck and apparently True. likes to fuck. And if you're a human and there's a demon who like says, Hey, as long as you don't get in my way, I will continue to fuck you and you will live forever. Mm -hmm. Are you going to say no? No. Unfortunately, Derek from Step Brothers is a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, in his, as I step stand up for him for no fucking reason because he sucks. In his defense, he was just like, "Well, why do you want to go to like New York? Like you're fine over here." And then she just beats the shit out of him. She's like, "You got." He said no. Well, he said no, but one of her rules was, well, the demon's rules was that you can't get in the way of like demon business. And yeah. that was demon business. But he didn't know it was demon business. He just said well, no. That's part of being a demon. Like, that's the whole thing, Katie, is like... Demon business a, is demon business. Here's a backhanded deal. And if you can <laughs> stick to it, you can stick to it. But we're not going to come out and tell you you're violating it and give you a chance. It's like, like this is You this really is think she wanted to business. be with that man? <laughs> she didn't want no. to be bound to that man for the rest of her life? Hell fucking no. Yes, well? 25 minutes in. So far... I've gotten like this much of the story and I'm like, okay, they're expanding on it. But having not seen the original one in probably 20 years, like they've done a stand-up job recapping because they probably put 15 minutes in the first 30 of just like clips from the first movie to keep you up to yeah. date. Mm -hmm. Like they, yeah, did, they did a really, really good. good job. Yep. And I, like I would like to point out she's in an insane asylum and there's mm -hmm. a bunch of blood on her wall that says I'm help. I'm in hell. None of her doctors seem to be alarmed by this yet. <laughs> no. None of them. No. She doesn't have any because, open wounds. 
but there's blood on the wall, but none of them seem overtly alarmed about what's going on. <laughs> because they know why she, Shenard knows why she's there. Shenard well, has we, her there for a reason. We just got off the phone with Shenard. He's obviously doing some sneaky shit, getting stuff delivered to his house and not the hospital. Yep. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. wait. Yeah. Shenard's aware of what's, they've heard her story that he's aware and he knows what he's trying to get done. Well, she's uh, updating. She's telling her story to Shenard and the other doctor now. Frank just got done humping the stepmom, and now he's opening up the box in the seance circle. Yeah. <laughs> so we jump yeah. from the past, uh, the toy maker and all of that, to, as we talked about, the present, where Angelique has found uh, the last remainder, or the latest remaining descendant of yeah. uh, the toy maker, who is an architect, who is working on building a building. Um, who is getting visions of the box and Angelique and all sorts of things that is tormenting him. He's got a nice wife and a kid and like a happy family. He's going to fuck all that up because that's what men do. Um, think with their dicks. Um, also, Angelique uh, has a, a little bit of a deal with Pinhead here. Um, you know, they're kind of an uneasy alliance. She wants to do things her way through seduction and he wants to do his things his way through sadomasochism um yeah. not quite lining up um and mind you we're also in the future like we're in the past in the present and in the future all at once to tell the story of the bloodlines to get us to like why we're up in space because yeah <clears throat> in the drawings that the original toy maker had made it has a way to defeat the demons that are summoned by the box but you have to essentially harness the power of the sun. And yeah, back then you didn't have that. In the present, which is the 90s by Hellraiser 4, you can computer graph that shit, but you can't really, like even with yeah. the lasers and stuff, he tries, it's just not viable, and he fucking fails. Yeah, and he... Really cool Cenobites yeah. in this one, too. Oh, uh, my God. The, the two security, security guards. guards that... Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I wrote... Um, so, all of my notes for this one. Space. Um, I can't remember what that says. Ox Origins. Derek from Step Brothers. Continuation, kind of. Because Joey puts the box in the cement of a building that's being made. And at the end of three, it's that building... That is shaped like the box. We come to find out that John Merchant, the toy maker's relative, made the building because of the box. And I was like, that's fucking cool. That I like. And that's where most of the continuity ends, is with this movie. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit, there's a little bit in Hellseeker, but well, most of that, most of. Um, also, I do this every fucking time. If you guys are joining us right now, I want to thank you for joining us at either twitch.tv slash creation world, where if you have an Amazon Prime account, you have Prime Gaming. And if you have Prime Gaming, you can link it to your Twitch account and get a free sub every month. Uh, my six-month sub to Will just got charged on my card today. Uh, so that re-upped after the free sub that I got from Tommy expired. So I am subscribed over to Rivet City Radio for the next six months because they had a subathon, um, And I paid for that. You don't have to pay for that. You can give me your sub for free, and I would appreciate it. Or, you know, throw it to Will, or Katie will get you there. We will. It's going to happen. Um, 
You can also be watching us at youtube.com slash Gracious where it is free to like, to subscribe, to comment. Will, what does that do? It boosts the algorithm and it helps find new listeners. And we love new listeners. Katie, why do I want new listeners? Because Matt's a whore. We are whores. Me and Will, specifically. I was like, um... We want new listeners. We want you to share us with your 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 wife, your husband, your brother, your sister, your grandmother, your, your father, your mother, your uncle, uh, your your stepmother. Um, I will. I want to do to her ears what Frank did to Christie's or Kirsty's stepmom. Um, with everything getting off. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the latest, the last episode, episode twenty, is available on audio uh, currently on Spotify. I have not checked to see if Google and Apple has approved it yet, but it will be available in audio form going forward as well as video form. So you can listen to this in audio form. You can listen to our last episode in audio form and every episode going forward. I'll talk to Travis about getting the other 19 up there and approved eventually. So you can hear everything that we have done, but we are on audio. Not on Apple yet. It'll get approved. It'll be there with, I'll check in with Travis tomorrow. Uh, see where we're at. Uh, but it is up on Spotify, and you can watch it there. Walks into Shenard's house, sees all the blood on the mattress and boxes. This is weird. Yeah, he walks in, he's just like, this is weird. This is yeah. weird. And he says it like five times. I'm like, no shit, bro. The story you just heard, and this is the weirdest shit you've seen today? Oh, Sorry, so- Matt. You're all good, because the last thing that I need them to know about is patreon.com slash creation world. You guys know the spiel. You guys listen to the show. You you watch the show. You're here. You're fans. You love us. One dollar, two shows. Return to wrestling with me and Travis, where we talk old school WCW and multiverse with Travis and Mara. That same dollar gets you two shows, possibly three, very very soon. Uh, but we have other tiers. That that perk, that one dollar perk, is in every tier. So the higher you subscribe, you're still going to get all of those shows, the entire back catalogs from everything we've done for both shows, including a new episode every month. And other perks like not having to watch this show with ads. But if you are watching us live, there are ads. We've got great sponsors. And, uh, you know, at least the first sponsor is kind of apropos to what we're talking about. um, Because you can get, you know, less BDSM-ish things or light BDMS-ish things uh, from there to role play as Pinhead and Cenobites and, you know, uh, maybe Frank and Julia. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Um there as well and uh, dog collars and shit and energy drinks you know keep it up so you know all that's going to be available for you here's a message from travis spice things up in the bedroom then it's time to check out adam and eve did you see adam and eve is the leading adult toy store that offers a wide range of products to help you explore your sexual desires whether you're looking for something to use solo or with a partner they have everything you need to satisfy your cravings from vibrators to lingerie, bondage gear to lubricants, adamandeve.com has it all. And the best part, you can shop with confidence, knowing that all their products are of high quality and backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means whether you bought a dildo, sex swing, penis ring, vibrator, anal sex toy, bondage toy, couples toy, lube, or accessory, you can get a refund within 90 days if you're not 100% satisfied no questions asked and right now as a special offer to our listeners adam and eve is giving you 50 percent off almost any item on their website that's right 50 percent off and if you act now you'll also get free shipping so go to adamandeve.creationworld.com and use the offer code erotica at checkout 
That's erotica at adamandeve.creationworld.com for 50% off almost any item and free shipping. Don't wait. This offer won't last very long. The link is in the description. Attention dog lovers. Are you looking for high quality products to spoil your furry friend? Then you need to check out dog.com. Because you see, dog.com is the go-to online store for all your dog-related needs. They offer a huge selection of dog food, treats, beds, and more. Plus, they have products for all types of dogs, from puppies to seniors and everything in between. And the best part? You can shop with confidence knowing that all their products are made with your dog's health and happiness in mind. Dog.com only stocks top-rated brands that you can trust, so you can rest easy knowing your dog is getting the best. And right now, as a special offer to our listeners, Dog.com is doing a big warehouse clearance sale. And all you have to do is go to dog.creationworld.com and you can get up to 80% off on all sorts of items like toys, treats, bones, harnesses, bowls, leashes, and anything else you can think of. So go to dog.creationworld.com and take advantage of this sale right now. Spoil your furry friend with the best products from dog.creationworld.com today. Link is in the description. Are you tired of feeling sluggish and unfocused throughout the day? Then it's time to try Dubby, the ultimate energy source. Dubby is a powerful clean energy drink that is designed to help you stay alert and focused no matter what life throws your way. Whether you're a student, a busy professional, an athlete, or especially a gamer, Dubby can give you the boost you need to take on the day or the night. It also contains important aminos and vitamins that canned energy drinks simply don't have. And the best part, Dubby is made with high quality ingredients and is completely sugar-free, maltodextrin free and is keto-friendly. So you can enjoy the energy boost without any of the crash jitters or angst that come with traditional energy drinks. Simply mix Dubby with water and you'll have a delicious, refreshing energy drink that can help you power through your entire day. And with a variety of flavors to choose from, including Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach, and Dragonade, you're sure to find one that you love. So go to w.creationworld.com and order your Dubby today. And for a limited time, use code CREATIA at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's Creatia at w.creationworld.com for 10% off. Try W today and feel the difference. The link is in the description. So I think the problem with me doing the ads for this show is I don't have a format like I do on the other shows where like it's like we do this part and then I do the ads or not the ads, but the uh, I plug the stuff and then we get into the show. Smackin' a Raw has like... <laughs> intros plug stuff katie news and rumors blah 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 and if i yeah. do katie news and rumors i can plug the stuff afterwards like i i, I have those breaks this is just kind of like a free flow show yeah where it all depends on the subject and what we're talking about how we're even doing it um we were talking hellraiser for bloodlines um again he few uh fucking bdsm han solo uh up in space <laughs> Uh, a whole crew murdered by Pinhead who is trapped in a fucking cell. Pinhead gets out because space Marines show up and space cops suck and let Pinhead out, blah, blah, blah. He's able to get his shit off. Like he's, he was able to build what John Merchant wasn't able to make work in the present, in the future, up in space with giant 
Yes, Will. Oh, okay. You were muting. Um, <laughs> with giant space lasers and the sun and panels and all sorts of shit and yeah, blank him out. Um, yeah, yeah. The cool thing about the Hellraiser series, and it's only cool now because, like, originally, once you get to Hellraiser five, everything kind of goes off the rails, right? But yeah. The Halloween franchise has kind of revamped the whole idea of how you look at things like this because, like, you look at Halloween as timelines. You have, you know, the original timeline, one, two, four, mm-hmm. five, and six. And then you've got the H2O timeline, one, two, H2O, and Resurrection. Then you've got the new timeline, one, H40, kills and ends. And, like, you know, you're like, okay, you can watch yeah. them in this order, right? You have that with Hellraiser. You can watch the original timeline, one, two, three, and four. You can watch yeah. the Kirsty story one two and six yeah you can just kind of watch everything you can just you can literally just sit down and watch five is it, i don't recommend it it's the worst movie in the fucking franchise but you can sit down and watch five <laughs> i have a feeling it's gonna be the one we talk about the most because it's so much wrong with it um on its own you can also watch seven on its own you can kind of watch eight on its own uh revelations and judgment and then the new hellraiser which is kind of a remake all of these can be enjoyed kind of on their own they're their own kind of separate entities so like you have the options to like okay i want to watch the og4 i want to watch the kirsty story or i just want to like pick a random hellraiser and sit down and you'll still get what you need out of it you know for the most part um so let's talk five uh hellraiser five inferno or as i call it uh fuck the police Listen, I don't know why Uncle Keith from fucking One Tree Hills got to be over here like this. Like the, the notes for this one. I'm just gonna start reading all of them in the beginning, and we can talk about it. Uh, worst one, scumbag detective. When I wrote his name was Joseph because I was gonna forget Joseph Thorne. But like, that's a cool Thorne. He sucks. Uh, slow underlined three times. Psychological game and. I think it's actually all the notes for that one because I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I've got I've got a bunch of shit in here, uh, little things. Um, Detective Joseph Thorne is investigating a murder where a child's finger was left at the scene of a you know, of the crime, along with a puzzle box. Uh, yeah. He is a shitty cop, obsessed with close up magic and puzzles, who sleeps with hookers, does drugs, and neglects his family, and not just his his wife and child, but also his mother and father. Um, yep. The the only really cool thing about this is after he gets the box, after fucking the hooker and opening it up and entering into his own personal hell, mm-hmm. everyone that he kind of cares about dies associated to the way that he treated them. So, like, he stabbed his partner in the back. So his partner yep. died by being stabbed in the back. Yeah, His parents didn't see him. So when he finally gets to his parents, their eyes have been removed. Yeah. Um, he neglected his wife and daughter. They're like left in the snow. Yeah, they like fucking freeze to death and shit. Yes, of neglect. Uh, the hooker, he treated like a piece of meat. She was strung up like a piece of meat in the bathtub. Yeah. Also, his partner like, even I, says it. The um, the ice cream truck man. Yeah. I want to say his name was like Benny. I, could I have be a wrong. question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got my first mattress return of the movie. Uh, is this stepmom? Yes, that's Julia. Okay, I was just making sure I've got it right in my head because, yep. like, 
Yeah, he's wrapping her up like a mummy now because she's all, you know, dead. Yep. I don't all remember impressed. how Julia gets Julia back. Oh, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> she just looked at him. She just drank wine and was like, oh, wine. And then she took well, because... a big draw of a cigarette and she was like, yeah. And I was like, is he about to hump this dead lady? And then well, he what... wrapped her up like a mummy. Outside of this movie, I believe. Uh, one thing that is kind of commonplace in the Hellraiser movies is once you've been sent to hell and then you find your way back via, you know, blood transfer, whatever, um, mm. you don't get your skin back. So we see that in Hellraiser Revelations. We saw that with uh, the uncle in the first one where he had to put on dad's skin because his skin wasn't yeah. coming back. So it's kind of a thing. So the fact that Julia, Julia's. Yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how she like fully becomes Julia again. I don't remember. It's, yeah, I don't know. Um, but the, yeah, I want to say his name is Benny, the ice cream truck man. Yeah. He's like, he I'm not your, I'm not your whipping, whipping boy. boy. Yeah. He got whipped to death. He did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this whole movie is about his obsession with solving this murder which leads him down the path to the engineer um for those of you who are familiar with the hellraiser franchise uh the the weird creature that chases kirsty out of the gash in hellraiser 2 it's got like the the tail bug thing that is an engineer that is the engineer um in non-human form or an engineer um oh, okay. it's also in the first one one of the things she defeats that comes after her, she turns the box oh yeah uh, so that's an engineer um in this one it's motherfucking james remar you don't you didn't recognize the therapist i, I watched this a while back um hold on let me like look because i don't remember hold please so james remar is in uh sex and city oppenheimer uh yellowstone oh, yeah he looked familiar for some reason but i couldn't remember what he's in black lightning um once upon a time in hollywood dude he's in everything ncis los angeles i'm on his IMDb right now gotham he plays frank gordon in gotham like what do i know him from I don't know. He looked familiar, but like I couldn't like put it to anything. If that makes sense. Yeah, he was in Wilfred. He was in Dexter. He was Harry Morgan in Dexter. He was the dad in Dexter. Oh, yeah. Maybe that, maybe that was it. He's in a bunch of shit. He's in Django. Like he, he's, he's like I said, he's all over the fucking place. Oh, he's in Too Fast Too Furious. Yeah, he's uh, the shitty. Uh, what you call it? Agent Markham. Yeah. That's in, why. Like said, he's in a bunch of shit. He's in fucking everything. And he's in this. Um, yes. So he's the engineer. They finally fucking figure it out in the end. Oh, he's the engineer. If you hunt for the engineer, the engineer hunts you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, side note, Kung Fu Cowboys and the whole biker or cowboy bar thing was like a weird... A little bit too much for me, like that. That kind of tilted. I'm like, okay, what the, what the this fuck is whole, this? This whole movie fucking was weird and didn't make any sense. And I don't know. 
I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I found myself barely paying attention. Like it was just not. Well, I mean, essentially, so Joseph is in his own personal hell, and his own personal hell is watching everyone that he neglected and treated like shit die over and over and over again, no matter what he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tries to unalive himself and just wakes up in the same spot on the floor that he woke up after opening the box the first time, because once he did that, they came for him, they took him to hell, and now he's living out his own personal hell. Um, The pillar from the second movie also returns in this one his wife and child are strapped to it so yep. we got we got the pillar that was a fun thing but uh yeah no this this is really just not like the best uh no this was offering the worst one hands yeah. down it's it, it's kind of hard to watch <clears throat> it really is um because yeah, at least like debtor it. had a shit ton of titties debtor had a lot of titties debtor had a lot of titties there's just titties in every movie, so you, this is why you love this franchise, huh? I mean, there are <laughs> there weren't titties in this movie. Yeah, whose titties? The hooker's titties. You didn't see the hooker's titties. She had a bra the trying... entire time. I am positive because I, I want to see Julia read Julius. What? I know how Julia read Julius. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Her and the crazy doctor like just start skinning people they've got people hung up in the attic on the hooks i still don't understand how she becomes like by skinning people and taking their skin i don't know how she remakes her skin though that that's the part that i didn't get well she said like we need skin now so i guess that's all she needed to recreate herself was just like little pieces so she could patchwork herself back together maybe maybe it's just like how frank did it he just like stuck his hand in like the back of their fucking skull and like took their skin that way i guess Maybe well, he didn't know. take their skin. Well, I mean, he tried to. Yeah, he didn't really succeed. She figured well, it out worked because they Juliaed the shit out of the situation. Yeah, they Juliaed the shit out of the situation. <laughs> uh, is it porn or is it horror? No one knows. Uh, that is actually Detter. Detter is a little bit of both. Yeah, We're not quite there yet. Um, yet. Hellraiser six. Also, there's not a lot of pinhead in this movie, which is another downside for. Uh, Hellraiser 5, Fuck the Police. Yeah. Uh, Inferno. Um, yeah. Hellraiser 6, also known as Hellseeker, uh, or as I put it, Hellraiser 6. Kirsty's back. Um, <laughs> That's the first thing I wrote to Kirsty back. <laughs> essentially, Kirsty, uh, I don't know what happened to her boyfriend from you know the first movie. Uh, if he left her after she got sent to the Chouinard Institute, but she met another guy, and he uh-huh. fucking sucks. He's a piece of shit. Listen, Detective Cassidy, what are you doing? His, his name's Trevor in this movie, but I know him as Detective Cassidy in Law and Order. He's a piece of shit. Um, he basically knows about Kirsty's past. He gets the box. He makes her open the box uh, for whatever reason. Uh, there's a, a car psychopath. crash. We think that she... What? I say because he's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, how many are there? Uh, I believe we counted 11, right? 11, yeah, because yeah, I watched nine, times. I didn't watch one of them, and the remake. One is, yeah, well, you'd already seen the remake, so you didn't need to rewatch yeah. it. Um, so we're on six of 11, we're halfway there, I'm just over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like there's this whole car crash, and you think Kirsty dies, and he set her up, he's trying to fuck his roommate or his uh, neighbor's girlfriend. Um, just 
again, boss. <laughs> everybody, he's just trying to fuck everybody. Everybody doesn't care that Kirsty's dead. Kind of did it on purpose. It, whole shitty situation, and we find out that essentially, in the end, Kirsty cut another deal and gave this piece of shit up for her soul to be saved. She straight up told Pinhead, I didn't want to open this motherfucking box. I'll give you five, count them, five souls in exchange for mine. She said, I'll kill five fucking people right now. <laughs> That's a bad bitch. I told you. And uh, yeah, uh, he, he again is in his own little personal hell uh, living that out. Uh, doesn't even know he's dead. And uh, Pinhead's collecting those souls and Kirsty gets away. Um, which is kind of like a plot twist at the end. Like you don't realize Kirsty's still alive till everything it comes to the very at the fucking end. end. Yeah. Because I was getting pissed. I was like, if they killed Kirsty, I swear to God. Like I was getting I was getting real antsy. I was like, you bet you best not. Please don't. Please. Um I and also another one of my favorites. Like this even though the guy is a piece of shit, everyone in these movies is kind of a piece of shit or has some kind of fucked up issues because uh, we got daddy issues in Debtor too. Um, also, trigger warning for Debtor big time in a lot of things, like multiple trigger warnings for Debtor um, if you go to watch it, like unaliving trigger warnings and uh, abuse trigger warning, all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think is I think you told me that in advance. Yeah. yeah. But like I forgot which one. So when I watched this one, I was like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Great. These were like torture porn before torture porn. Yeah. Well, yeah, these were bef all before Saw. And yeah. Saw was considered. Oh, I will never watch Hostel. You're, you can't make me. Have you seen it before? I've seen part of it. And I was like, I want to not be here anymore. I feel like nothing in Hostel is any worse than what you just watched all of this through. Honestly, I mean, who knows at this point? <laughs> If you've Blood seen up. Hellraiser 2, you can watch Hostel, and I'm only halfway <laughs> through the fucking movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe. We'll see. And we'll it see also has titties. Hostel has titties. It does. Oh, Hellraiser 2 kind of has titties. Yeah. There's titties in They're almost... just bloody, non-skinned boobies. There's titties True. in almost every movie of Hellraiser. There's um, titties in every movie, period. Some of them just have clothes on. He's got me there. Facts. <laughs> uh-huh. So no, Hell Hellseeker is a good one to go check out. Like I said, you can watch one, two, and six in that order and get a really entertaining story out of it. Um, mm -hmm. it it's it's a fun time and just watching like these really shitty people do all these really shitty things and get their comeuppance in the end is always fun because mm -hmm. like yes, that that's the whole thing with the Cenobites, right? Angels to some, demons to others. Like if these people have done you wrong. These angels are coming to claim their lives. But if you're the person that's getting taken by them, like they're demons coming to collect your soul. Like, which, like, it's in these movies, it is rare if they're like your angels. Because <laughs> most we of actually people see a funny. literal angel later. Yeah, that threw me through a fucking loop. I said, <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot about that. I rewatched it, as you know. And I is, that like, what you, oh. is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I was when like, you were like, I, I forgot, forgot about that, that, that part of Judgment. Um, yeah, Judgment's a time. All right, let's get into Debtor. Hellraiser 7, Debtor, a.k.a. Journalism Sucks. 
again with the socks. <laughs> dirt sheets suck. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> if you've ever confirm. seen a movie with a female journalist who's kind of sassy and does whatever the fuck she wants. And then her boss is like, Hey, you're fucking up and I'm going to have to fire you. And she's like, you can't fire me. I've got such a good story. Like blah, 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 blah. Like Lois Lane and every female journalism person. And like April O'Neil, everyone in every fucking movie ever. <laughs> That's Carrie were in this movie. Um, she embeds herself into these really fucked up situations to get the scoops, to get the stories, to get the pictures. We see her in a literal crack house. Yeah. In the beginning, chilling, probably doing crack, uh, getting pictures to get her story. Um, that's yeah. what she does. Amy Klein. Amy Klein. Uh, she was kicked off the New York Post and had to go to Britain uh, to get a new job and do some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Where she uh, comes across uh, BDSM Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh, his name is Winter. Winter, who is also a Mershon. He's a, he's a merchant. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you don't find that until the very fucking end. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. He said toy maker. So you could tie Detter into your, you know, uh one two three four and then seven i guess if you want if, uh, if you want if you really want to it's the merch it's it's the la Marchand's box Is version i guess um but uh winter yeah he's essentially like uh chris angel if chris angel ran a cult and forced people to unalive themselves and then brought them back to life quite literally correct uh, even though he is the descendant of the toy maker, he can't open the box. So he's just doing this to try and find someone fucked up enough to open the box. And our girl, our main girl, is that girl. She's the girl. She's the one that can open the box. And she's seeing dead people like it's fucking uh, the sixth sense. And uh, yeah, they're like, this don't is... give him the box. Don't do this it. She opens the box, even though they tell her not to open the box. And then Pinhead comes, and then you find out, essentially, Winter, Merchant, um, is in a battle with Pinhead for souls and control of the box. And Pinhead wants Merchant, Winter. Uh, Winter's collecting an army of undead, dead people. <laughs> Winter's coming, um, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Yeah. Um, from what I saw on that train. Um, <laughs> and she's just trapped in the fucking middle. Like When I tell you I was not expecting Pinhead to be the protagonist of this movie, I said, what the fuck is this? Was he, though? It Versus Winter? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I Side note, there is a scene where she gets on a train. And she's going to meet a dude to talk to yeah. him, to talk to this dude about how to find Winter because she's following these leads and she's trying to figure out what the story of the box is and all this shit, right? Yeah. And while she's talking to this dude, there are two lesbians <laughs> lesing it out right there next to them. And it is very hard to have a serious conversation with that going on because they kept cutting to that 
mid conversation the way my eyes would have been cutting to it if I was in that. Like, I'd be like, yeah. So, uh, where can I find? um, You got a nipple in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Where can you find winner? I would have been like, find winner. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later. I got business to take care of over here. And then we'll come back. Like the second time he was getting his dick sucked or his something while she was there. Oh yeah. He was in the middle of it, and there was like an orgy on the floor. There was a lot going on. That that train was. They were running like, trains on that train, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was like twisted metal on all types of crack with like the trucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. Uh, however, <sighs> only Winter can bring her back to life, and Pinhead also says that you know only he can save her soul. She decides to take her own life and say, fuck everybody. Yeah. She neither of you get me. I'm going out of my own terms. She really took her life in her own hands. Yeah. There's also a whole thing with like her demons being an abusive father who I believe she stabbed in the stomach and killed. And uh, that's what it lo- that's what t- it looked like, yeah. Took us a while to get there. Like we just thought maybe he was abusive and she had daddy issues, like we saw with uh Nightmare on Elm Street 4, or, or no, 6. It was Nightmare on Elm Street 6. Yeah. The blonde who was getting beat by her dad, and then she had to, like, fuck you, daddy, and yeah. him with a frying pan and shit. Um, kind of those vibes, mm. which Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Hellraiser 7, Pinhead, and, like, you look at Freddy and Jason, kind of, like, character-wise, yeah. silent mask, blah, blah, blah. Pinhead mm. is more akin to your you're Freddy than he is Leatherface. He's there. Leatherface is just hanging out in the bottom by himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she, she says, fuck it. Like she, first off she gives winter to pinhead pinhead, you know, rips winter to pieces with the chains. Cause that is a reoccurring theme is like, chains come and you're up and you're crucified and jesus wept and your face and everything you just explode um so pinhead wins that fight and then instead of claiming her as well she takes care of herself and off we go and then i'm still trying to figure out like what the fuck was up with her editor like was he in on this whole thing okay i'm glad you brought that up because i was also thinking the same thing because like you see like he's watching the news and it's like Oh, building in Romania, like, explodes, basically, and it was the building that she was in, and no survivors, da-da-da-da, and then just the receptionist brings in another hot piece of ass for as a journalist, and he's like, I got a story for you. I got a story for you. Look at this tape I just got. Like, no, he's in it on it somehow. He has to be. But they don't really explain it. No, um, and it's bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Hellraiser 8. Hell World. Uh, or as I put it, the internet sucks. <laughs> Everything um, sucks. Actually, honestly, like in this, the internet's pretty cool. So essentially, we've kind of gotten into like the late 90s here. We have Catherine Winnick, uh, who some people may know from Vikings. Uh, we've got Henry motherfucking Cavill. AKA uh Superman. Superman, aka uh Geralt of Rivia, The Witcher, 
in this yeah. movie. Very young, very young. Oh yeah, uh, pre uh, pre pretty much anything anyone knew everything. Henry Cavill for. <laughs> um, and uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Lance Hendrickson, who you guys may know from the Alien franchise and. A bunch of shit. Lance Hendrickson mm-hmm. is kind of like James Remar, and like he's in a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, fucker, Lance Hendrickson. Um, but this one, like, so the box is kind of, and like the story and the lore, it's become like an internet sensation. And there's like an online game, and everyone's playing it. Uh, one person gets really upset with it, finds the real box, opens the real box, consequences, dies, uh, and his friends all kind of like are sad and they get out of the game, but not all of them really get out of the game. And then they all get invited to a Hellraiser party at this cool fucking mansion where it's like, Hey, come here and indulge in all of the sin drugs and alcohol and sex and parties and the box, like a whole themed Hellraiser party. And they all say, fuck it. Let's go. And they go. Yeah. And then they all start dying and they all start seeing pinhead. Uh, he's offing them one by one in cool, fucked up ways. Mm-hmm. The twist here is it's not Pinhead. The twist here is that they were all drugged and buried alive with cell phones. And uh, Lance Hedrickson plays the father of the kid that was killed in the beginning by opening the actual puzzle box because of his obsession with mm-hmm. the game and all of that. Uh, getting revenge on the friends because he feels like the friends are the ones that kind of let him into this world and all of that. So he's like suggesting things through the cell phone to them and making them kind of kill themselves in their coffins in the ground and putting things in their minds. So it's like, kind of like if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. So subliminal messaging. Yeah. So so like the notes, Superman video game, little humor, Pinhead's ruthless, brutal, and then I was like, JK, all hallucinations, and then dead be dead. <laughs> dead be dead. Um, so he does this. Uh, we have survivors at the end, surprisingly. I didn't think anyone survived. Uh, yeah. And the only time we really actually see like the real, real Pinhead is when the dad decides to open the fucking box at the end, because like, why the fuck not, Lance? Why, why not open the box and summon the demon that took and killed your son because you didn't believe it was real anyway right yeah which like he this one i knew you were like oh this is one of the good ones and i was like okay i'm intrigued i really liked this one i'm a little i was a little disappointed that like it wasn't pinhead just like chopping people's heads off but it was like it was but it wasn't (laughs) it was but it wasn't yeah it's kind of like uh friday the 13th part five where it is Jason, but it's not Jason. Oh, it's fucking uh, what's his name? Roy. Roy. I knew it's not Roy than R. I, I was love say Roy, Ralph. All right. I love Roy. <laughs> Best titties in the franchise in Friday the thirteenth, part five. Oh uh, yeah. Debbie Sue right. Voorhees. Actual name Voorhees. Yeah, true. That's why she got the role. <laughs> so no, the titties were why she got the role. The name oh, was yeah. just a bonus. True. Uh no, I liked this one. Like the music was so on brand, the fits. Henry Cavill is just an asshole, and gets his comeuppance. I was like, yeah, that one's kind of deserved. 
I was waiting for him to die. I liked it. Like, the fact that the dad, like, laced everything, the, the scotch, the perfume, the, like, the cards, stabbing Chelsea with the needle, and getting Jake to, like, open a fake box. Like, this man's took time to do all of this. That's commitment. It's a little too much, because you're blaming... Your son's friends, your son himself, he set himself on fire. Mm -hmm. In a basement, it looked like. Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, the the main guy uh, that kind of survived, uh, Jake. 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 Um, Christopher Jacket. Uh, Jacot. I don't know how, but he's in a bunch of shit too. He's another one that I look at his face. I'm like, oh, I've seen him in a bunch of shit. I'm trying to see like what I know know him from. Uh, apparently, he's done some animation. Um, Hemlock Grove. I watched Hemlock Grove. Okay. Um, there's some stuff from back then that he was in, though, that I know I've seen him in. Um, Nikita. That could be. Fikita. CSI New York. He's in a bunch of shit. Smallville. Yeah. Ben Myers in Smallville. Yep. Supernatural. He's Neil in Supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Like but I said, I've seen him. Yeah, he's Neil in Supernatural. Hmm. 2006. Wow. Uh, Merlin's Apprentice. He's in a bunch of shit. Uh, so he's another one of those faces that I've seen. A bunch, and he's in a bunch of shit. But no, like the concept behind Hellworld is really cool because you don't find out that it's not Pinhead until the very end, except unless you're listening to this and we're spoiling you on all this. But hey, you tuned hey. in, you knew what this was about. Sure. Um, and the death scenes are really cool. Like you said, the the whole setup and everything in the reveal. Um, yeah, not as Saw esque as the next movie we're going to talk about, but semi. Saw esque in like the way Lance goes about doing shit and setting everyone up and getting them in traps essentially. Listen. <laughs> and uh killing is distasteful, so make them unalive themselves. Let's just let's just talk about the elephant in the room here. Let's talk about judgment. Well, we're not there yet. We're not we're not quite there yet. Well, I'd Oh, wait, there was one in between. Oh, the one that I didn't see is in between these two? Yes. Oh, okay. Hellraiser Revelations. So I'm going to uh, read the synopsis here for you from okay. uh, Wikipedia. So Hellraiser Revelations is the ninth movie in the franchise. And uh, here is the plot. Um, and it, it's kind of a long one, but you're going to see a lot of shit in here that you recognize from other Hellraiser movies. So okay. friends, Nico and Bradley, uh, Nico Bradley and Stephen Craven uh, run away from home where they travel to Mexico to film themselves engaging in several days worth of partying before disappearing. The Mexican authorities return their belongings to their parents, including a video recording made by Stephen that documents their final moments in an ornate puzzle box. A year later, the families of the two missing boys gathered together for dinner Tensions rise when Emma, Stephen's sister, and Nico's girlfriend express frustration with their lack of closure. She demands that her mother reveal the contents of Stephen's videotape, which she has been obsessively watching in private. 
Later, Emma has a look at the tape, which documents Steven and Nico picking up a girl in the bar. A flashback reveals that Nico murdered the girl while having sex in the bar restroom and later threatened to implicate Steven in the killing to force him to continue their vacation together. So her boyfriend picked up a chick, fucked her in a bathroom, killed her, then forced her brother to stick around hmm. because oh, he yeah. was part he of it. He definitely deserved it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Nico later receives a puzzle box from a vagrant who offers it to Nico as a way to experience a new kind of sensual pleasure because down in Mexico, he's kind of experiencing everything and nothing's really doing it for him. Uh-huh. Uh, sifting through Steven's effects, Emma finds the puzzle box that she recognizes from the vis- video. When she attempts to manipulate it, Steven suddenly appears covered in blood. Uh, the families try to rush Steven to the hospital, but discover that they've become stranded and can't escape. And Steven warns them that the Cenobites are coming. Emma plays with the puzzle box again, causing intense sexual arousal. Emma attempts to seduce Nico's father, uh, her boyfriend's father, and then has a deeply intimate conversation with Steven in his room. Steven's her brother. Hold on. We'll get there. Um, But as Steven caresses her breasts, she has a vision of chains and mutilated bodies. Soon after, Nico's father is killed by the same vagrant. Steven then goes downstairs, retrieves a shotgun, shoots his father before holding the rest of the household at gunpoint. Um, Another flashback reveals that Nico solved the puzzle box, opening a portal to the realm of the Cenobites. uh, Cenobites, extra-dimensional sadomasochists led by Pinhead. Steven flees, but Nico is taken by the Cenobites uh, to their realm to be subjected to extreme torture and mutilation. Later, while having very rough sex with a prostitute, Nico is able to communicate with Steven through the puzzle box and convince him to kill the prostitute to allow him to escape from hell via Frank and Julia, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Steven later then kills several more prostitutes so that their blood can be used to regenerate Nico, but he is unable to regrow his skin. Uh, When Steven finally balks at helping Nico, Nico kills Steven and takes his skin. So when Emma is being felt up by her brother, she's really being felt up by her boyfriend and her brother's skin, which is still fucked up. (laughs) Still fucking creepy. Okay, good. Um, Dying, Steven uses the puzzle box to contact the Cenobites and become one of them to get revenge on Nico. So Steven is really Nico. Uh, yeah. the Steven holding the family's hostage is revealed to be Nico wearing Steven's skin who taunts the families. He reveals that one of the reasons that he and Steven ran away from home was because they were both angry that Steven's father and Nico's mother were fucking and they found out about it. <laughs> Will's head immediately turned. <laughs> he demands that Emma solve the puzzle box for him intending for the Cenobites to take her in his place thus assuring his freedom. Emma opens the portal, summons the Cenobites, including Stephen, who is now a Cenobite himself, uh, who killed Nico's mother because she spoke out of turn and also was fucking Stephen's dad, so, like, she kind of deserved it. Uh, Nico attempts to barter for his life, uh, or barter his life for Emma's, and while Pinhead notes that Emma has a dark sexual desire, possibly for her brother or her boyfriend's father, or both, um, that he admires... He refuses to take Emma, chooses to reclaim Nico for further experiments. 
As Nico is taken away, Emma's father shoots and kills him in a dying act of revenge because dads are dumb. True. Displeased at having lost the victim, the Cenobites say, all right, fine, we're just going to take Emma then. Like, we were going to take Nico, and you fucked it up, so we're taking Emma now. Um, or no, I'm sorry, they take Emma's mother as a replacement for Nico. Wow, they're going to um, take her. That's crazy. Her father apologizes, then dies in Emma's arms. Left alone, we see Emma reaching for the puzzle box, and the movie ends. So there's a... Wow. Okay. This is also my least favorite pinhead. This is the one that kind of gets memed as like a Muppet and everything, too, because it's not Doug Bradley in this as well. This is the first time they recast Doug Bradley. Yeah. So... Yeah, you can't do. See, I don't like that. And Steven comes in as like a mini pinhead. So, like, he's got the pins, but like, he's also got skin, but they're squares and they're like tacked to his face and there's gaps in between. And... Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, literally, he's like just like pinheads, just like holding them and he's like this big. <laughs> that would have been funnier. It's a crazy fucking story, right? It is. Yeah, that, that was taking lots of t- I, twists and turns, man. Not my favorite pinhead, though, which is why it's low on my list. Yes, Will. Okay. 70 minutes in right you're almost done so everybody's wandering through the labyrinth maze thing Mm -hmm. julia has convinced the other guy she's like no i've been fucking with you the whole time you're one of us now and he just got sucked into the portal of death elevator thing um the what's the little blonde girl's name the one that doesn't talk Tiffany. tiffany Looks eerily similar to my stepsister, Michaela, who is also crazy and won't talk to you if she doesn't like you. So, like, it's a little bit unsettling. <laughs> um, so far, like... If you want, I can send I can send Michaela a little present. Um, this movie made me want to give her a Rubik's Cube to see if she could fucking do anything. <laughs> um, so, so far... I would say genuinely, if you like good classic horror movies and you've never seen the Hellraiser series, watch the first two. Because having seen the first one and watching the second one, they give you enough. Like, yeah. And if you're into weird, like, there's a lot of really unnecessary sex. The entire franchise. You mean like when the bodies come out of the fucking moaning? When she's the in red the bloody sex under the white sheets. Yeah, they like come out and it looks like girls that are like having really violent, like self-serviced orgasms. And then like yep. she turns around and it's the same ones, but they're covered in blood. Yeah, yeah. that scene just happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> All right. Katie, you wanted it. We're here. Hellraiser Judgment. Uh, I, I again, I forgot how it ended. So I told you this this felt kind of like a saw movie in the Hellraiser franchise, which I'm assuming you saw my meaning behind that. Yeah, well, okay, maybe. Well, because like when you look at the saw movies, uh, and you think of uh Hoffman, right? Oh, He's the Hoffinator. He's a cop, but he's also doing really fucked up shit. Yeah, okay. See, I got it more so just from, like, the way it was shot. That, and then 
the whole twist of finding out who the bad guy really is and which if have you seen American Horror Story Hotel? Yes. Ten Love Commandments killer. Mm-hmm. He was a cop. He was a killer. Yep. That was immediately what I thought of. And I was like, he oh. was also insane though, and didn't realize he was the cop and the killer. Well, true. This guy he knew was solving. This guy also murders. had a, like. This guy kind of had like, kind of had a good reason for what he was doing. <laughs> like, if you found out your wife was fucking your brother, it might. It your might brother push you who's over the edge a also bit. your detective, your partner. partner. Yeah, your your brother slash partner every day. Carter like, and Carter. Both of your partners are fucking behind your back. Your partner in life and your partner at your job are fucking each other behind your back, and you know about it. And you lose your shit. And he's also your brother. Because for whatever reason, in the Hellraiser franchise, family fucks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will say, the auditor, dope. Yeah. He's fucking cool. The accuser, gross. I don't like him. The, I didn't like any of that. Not the accuser. He's- no, yeah, it's the accuser. He's the one eating the papers. Is it the accuser? Yeah, I wrote it down. Okay. That's the la- that's the last one I just watched. Like well, I, that's, fresh. that's also gluttony, you know. Yeah, but it's so eat paper. Here's the premise, Will. We have a new <laughs> pinhead, and I actually, for a substitute for Doug Bradley, I enjoyed this pinhead. He he did a fantastic job. He's not bad. He's no Doug Bradley, he's a, but he's not bad. He's a bigger guy. He's a little more imposing. He doesn't have the British accent, but he's not hes not a bad pinhead. So there's a place, right? So instead of like opening the box and summoning the Cenobites, now they're just kind of like doing tax audits on you. And then, <laughs> they really are. Uh, convicting you. So they, they lure a person in. They drug them or attack them, tie them up, and they make you confess all of your sins. And while you're doing that, there's the auditor who's sitting there and he types up on special paper with your all of blood. Your sins, with your blood, all of your sins. Lays them out, and then he leaves. He's like Pinhead's right-hand man. Then the accuser comes in, and he sits down onto the pieces of paper. Oh, sorry. Then the accuser comes in, and he pours the tears of children out of a vial onto a piece of on, onto the papers, and then shovels them into his mouth and eats them. And then vomits what he ate up into a tube that is sent into another room where the judges are, who are really hot, topless chicks and thongs, missing the bottom of their face. And they stick their hands in the puke and decide a verdict by touching the filth that the accuser puked back up. Mm-hmm. And then you're brought to the cleaners, which are also hot ish or sometimes not so hot one's kind of old and whatever uh (laughs) chicks who eat your clothes off and kind of eat your sin and then did you play mortal kombat x well me yes either of you yeah Yeah, okay you remember ferator Vaguely, the big dude yeah. with the little chick on his back. Yes. I didn't even yeah, think the about fucking that. like. Yeah. That yes. is the butcher, or what do they call it? I didn't write that one down. I will say butcher. Yeah, we'll go with the butcher. 
So essentially, after you're cleaned, this this executioner comes in, right? And imagine Ferator, but if it was wearing the rubber man suit from season one of American Horror Story. American Horror Story is mentioned twice. Oh my god. So this big guy comes in and you're like, oh shit, this looks fucked up. But then he turns around and this little thing with like blades crawls out of his fucking back and just slices you to bits and cuts you open and ends your life. Very Katana-esque. Yes. But yeah, Ferator. Yeah, I didn't even like think about like the connection wasn't there and I love Mortal Kombat X too. Damn, that's amazing. Boom. Um, Boom. So anyway, we have the uh, what are they, uh, the pra, 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 what does he call oh, himself? Oh, um, the perceptor. Yeah, I was yes. like, what are you trying to say? You're giving me no help. The main character is also actually the main villain. He is a perceptor, and he is murdering people based on the Ten Commandments. That is his thing: is doing all these things. We he actually does this really cool kill where this chick comes back from a club and he kills her and he stuffs her dog inside her and her phone down her throat. Because... Yeah. I was like, not the dog. <laughs> Vanity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the final one being adultery because his brother's fucking his wife and blah, 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 blah. That's like his coup de gras. But he's investigating his own murders. Which is so fun. Like, how fucked up do you have to be to a do all these kills and b go on like it's no nothing unheard of and he's telling his brother in multiple ways how he is the killer a tale of two cities man most popular book in the world <laughs> yeah like he's using a tale of two cities and he's dropping these references his brother's just too stupid to get it uh they bring in another really hot detective um yeah. On the scene, uh, who handles some shit. Also, when Pinhead and the auditor get a hold of the preceptor and he reveals all of his sins, his military background, all of the people that he's killed, all of this stuff, and then the accuser eats his 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 paperwork. Uh, he starts choking on it and spewing out black shit and can't do it. And we meet an angel who was the angel that banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. And she's like, hey, uh, we're doing some shit with this guy. Let him go. Or I'm going to talk to upper management because upper management's in charge and you're not going to like it. I have, I, I put, Sean was the perceptor with a bunch of question marks. And then God wants him on earth. What the fuck? <laughs> And they explain it in the end because the, there is a very big religious tie-in where it's like people don't fear God anymore, so you send someone out there who's killing in the name of God, so people start yeah. fearing God. But it does not absolve it. Like he thinks, "Oh, I'm doing God. I'm the right hand of God. I'm doing God's work. This absolves me." Mm -hmm. Come to find out, it does not. Also, she said, "Oh no, you'll get your comeuppance, bitch. Don't you worry." Yeah, uh, Boone to this pinhead. A. He goes along with everything because he understands human nature better than an angel does, and he knows what's going to happen. But B, uh, just as fuck it murders an angel. Like, I don't really just crucified yeah. an angel, put pins yeah. in her forehead like a crown of thorns and everything, ripped her apart. Yeah. She, she even she even said she was like, and Jesus wept, and then boof, ripped the whole to pieces. Thing. Just slaughtered an angel. 
Um, but I mean, he got Pinhead got his comeuppance too. Well, yeah, got, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, because yeah, there's like, what, what, what could they do to me? And he's like, well, that's the one that banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. What could be worse? Banishment. And he is made to be human and banished from his his palace of pleasures and his his job and has to <laughs> suffer on earth as a human being, like Adam and Eve kicking kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So there's a lot of like religious overture or uh overtures here and uh undertones oh, here. Yeah. Well, not even undertones, they're very on the surface. It's but, uh, it's all on the surface. <laughs> it was actually really cool. Like what well, like the angel stuff was a little weird, but also you're dealing with demons, so like I get it. But you gotta have the other side of it, yeah. The only part I didn't like about this was in the, they were like, oh, the box is nothing now. Like, technology has replaced the box, and the box is nothing, and there's allegories about technology and how the Perceptor doesn't like people using their phones, and that's how he found out his wife was cheating, and blah, 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 blah. Also, the way he nonchalantly says, this bitch, talking about his wife, cheated on me two weeks after I left for my first tour, and then he's just like, oh, yeah, so, like, I found out I cut his eyelids off and I burned him alive in his car. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I understand you, the energy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, the way he just says it, like, just so cool, calm, collected. Like, damn, Sean, calm down. Will? Update. They just ripped Julia's skin off, which was super cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, they handled Frank and Julia and all that side of the bad guys. So they run away. Okay. <laughs> Tiffany hasn't said a word the whole fucking movie. Okay. Crazy bad doctor guy who is now one of the Cinnabons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just came through the door. Tiffany's first spoken word of the whole movie is just. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's I, why I started first line. laughing. I was like, "Just that's she's got one line the whole movie, and she's like, I got oh, this, guys.' Shit. Oh, oh shit! Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well said, well spoken, very well oh, spoken. Yeah. She's great. Uh, anything else on Hellraiser Judgment you want to talk about? Um, or the dream. Uh, I think I think we we covered the uh the gist of it. I I'm not like a hella religious person, so every time there's like stuff that's very much about like the Bible, and I'm like, mm, yeah. So it takes me out of it because it's not my bag. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But also, see, I grew up in the church, so like seeing this and seeing like that whole duality of like these super religious people doing all this fucked up shit, thinking that they're doing it in the name of God and then finding out, Oh no, like just because you said you're doing it in the name of God doesn't mean like you're okay. Uh, you're still gonna, you're still going to hell. Like I enjoy that whole aspect of it. So <laughs> every time, like I like see stuff about this, uh, there's a TikTok sound, but I can't remember the whole thing, but it's like, Oh, I'm the devil from the Bible. And it's like the way the, comedian says it cracks me up every single time that's all i think about with these fucking movies <sighs> all right hellraiser hulu original hellraiser 2022. um i just got done watching south parks the pandaverse where they make fun of kathleen kennedy and disney and how disney keeps <laughs> casting uh women uh 
gay women and uh, women of diversity and all of these roles and then people are upset about it and there's there's a whole bunch of other shit uh yeah. pinhead is a pinhead is a female um again i don't care like pinhead is pinhead as long as whoever plays the character does a cool job and we put out a f- cool fucking movie like i don't care it, it is what it is. Doug Bradley's not doing it anymore. So if we're going to continue to do this, we got to find something. Why not give a woman a shot? Um, was not, I didn't feel like, like she felt like Pinhead felt in kind of the first movie where she wasn't the main focus. Yeah. As I kind of hope she was. And I didn't That's love fair. that she wasn't in black leather. But she was still hot though. She was in like her own white flesh suit. Like her her garb was made of her own flesh and cut up and everything. And all of the chicks, all of the Cenobites were kind of hot chicks. As I said, Doug Bradley is pinhead, smash. Female pinhead, smash. Uh, this one's about drugs. Drug yeah. users. Um <laughs> I said drugs, and Will's like, really? This one's like oh, drugs. drugs. No, not your uh, type of drugs, Will. You had your... my interest with BDSM. Now I'm full of curiosity with drugs, too. It's just <laughs> These th- are hardcore this, drugs. <laughs> this, this chick is a druggie uh, who is kind of a strain on her family and gets into some shit, and uh, there is... You guys, have you seen uh, the... Uh, what is it? It's not how I always think House on Haunted Hill, and it's not House on Haunted Hill. It's Haunted oh yeah, it is. It, it, no, it is House on Haunted Hill. I always think oh, it's okay. the haunting, and it's House on Haunted okay. Hill. Have you seen House on Haunted Hill? I think so. With Famke Jensen and Omar Epps, and I want to say I have. I don't like remember anything about it, but so it's got like that Vincent Price esque character who turns out he fakes his own death, and he's like trying to do some shit and then you find mm. out oh he's really still alive and he's he's like trying to get the ghosts and blah 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 and yeah that's kind of the feeling i got here when you found out that the dude wasn't actually dead that you thought was dead when they were in his mansion from the beginning yeah 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 i could see that uh, also like the boy <laughs> where yeah. bronze just like in the fucking walls mm-hmm. um <laughs> I the house is cool. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. gives you those Hellraiser bloodline vibes with like the configurations and the machinations of that. Uh, I liked that in this movie. We have different configurations, so there are yeah. mul- did you write them down or no? You didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't write, yeah. Um, there are multiple configurations, the last being the Leviathan. Um, but you have to do certain things to unlock different configurations and different configurations grant you different uh, prizes, I guess, rewards. whatever, but they're never really rewards. It's fucking. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, so I was like, what's my reward? <laughs> you're in it, bitch. Congratulations. You're dead. <laughs> Everyone you're you dead. love is dead. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, the movie was cool. Um yeah. It was a different take on it. I appreciated that. Um, like I said, I liked having the box with the different configurations and that it could go through because throughout this series, the box outside of um, Judgment is a big part of everything Hellraiser. The chains come out of it and the electricity and yeah. you watch it kind of move on its own and 
form all of these different things. You watch Kirsty manipulate it to turn it into the Leviathan yeah. to zap people and send them back and all sorts of cool shit. Or no, actually that was Joey that I think finally got it into that configuration of like the Leviathan to stop Pinhead. Maybe could have been both. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, you you see it change all these forms and do all these cool things. So bringing that in and naming each one. So like the lament configuration is actually like the fourth or fifth of the configurations. It's not like the final configuration. Yeah. And, but I'm gonna look them up because I um because I forget this poor girl. You know her her brother dead. Her brother's boyfriend dead. Her friend's dead. Uh, she got set up by her boyfriend who was not good for her anyway because she's like try- she's supposed to be trying to kick her drug habit and instead he's like got her over there doing all sorts of fucked up shit and not helping her sobriety in any way, shape, or form. And then got her involved in this shit. Yeah. Um, hold on. Holding. There's so many. There's so many. While we're holding, um, can we talk good. about how they spent a third of the movie wandering around this fucking maze for them to it's be like, hold on, I need to finish this puzzle. And she just runs right back to where she needs to go like it was nothing. Well, Tiffany's a genius, so are you yeah. surprised? She could have geniused her way through that shit 45 minutes ago, I'm just saying. Well, she's doing the best. <laughs> it seems weird. She like the whole third of the movie where they're all kind of wandering through this the labyrinth. And then Tiffany's like, no, I need to finish the puzzle. Hold on. And she just runs right to where she needs to go. Hey, crazier things have happened. Correct. Yes. Did you get to the the part with uh, Julia again? Julia's been finished off. Which part specifically? I don't remember where it happens. But I think you see Julia one more time. You do. Oh, well then no. Because she okay. got derobed. Like her skin was like stuck to the prism thing. And then like she got sucked out of the skin. And her skin was mm-hmm. like stuck to the wall with the little orb. They yeah, you, back. They you got see her the, one more time. Yeah, this this little Sims crystal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we're calling it from now on, by the way. And now she's doing the little Fuck the Leviathan. It's the Sims crystal. It's the Sims crystal. crystal. Yeah. Um, okay, so Screen Rant has a list of all of them. I don't know if they're in order, but uh Lament, Life, Lore, Knowledge. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Hold on. Looks French. Lauderend. I don't know. And then it says love, uh, liminal, sensation, Lazarus, resurrection, Leviathan, power. Screen rants. Yep. Hell razor configurations. Well, yeah, I just typed in on a Google the configurations in Hellraiser, and it was right after the Hellraiser wiki fandom. It's all six configurations of Hellraiser's 2022's Puzzle Box Explained. She learns it has seven configurations, each one representing a different idea. Love, knowledge, sensation, resurrection, and power. Which is not seven, that's five. 
Uh, in the original movie, however, whoever solved the puzzle box was promised pleasure beyond the realm of imagination. Um, all six configurations, yeah, from Screen Rant. <laughs> so, like you said, Lament, which is the regular box. Mm -hmm. Lore. Excuse me. Okay, Laurent. Yeah, I don't. I don't have ever seen that word before. Laurent. Liminal is sensation. Mm -hmm. Lazarus is resurrection. Which, and yeah. Leviathan is power. Which, like, everyone knows Lazarus is resurrection. Yeah. Like, the Lazarus effect. Come on, guys. It's called the Lazarus and Casper for a reason. What was your favorite Hellraiser movie that you watched, Katie? I can tell you it wasn't Inferno. That's for damn fucking sure. <laughs> Um, besides <clears throat> one, because that's kind of a given. Um, ooh. I don't know, like, I want to say, I'm going to say three. Yeah. Hell on Earth. Yeah. Um, three definitely has the best pinhead. Hell World is a close second because I liked the, like, the video game aspect and the the deaths and all of that kind of stuff. But I also did like Bloodline because lore. Yeah. Those are my top three. So. Oh my God. Besties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want the rack? You looking for your bestie? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. The rack? No. We're not doing it. Um, <laughs> it happened yesterday. I think that'll be it. Uh Katie. Tell everyone where they can find you. Well, we're gonna finish this movie with you on the post show. So uh <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna I I don't wanna prematurely finish finish our ride. <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have much left anyways. Yeah. Nine minutes. Oh perfect. So Katie, yeah. plug yourself. Uh yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Katie Rasen13, the link to my about take all things Sheila Showcase, twitch.tv slash Sheila Showcase, and youtube.com slash Sheila Showcase. Normally, uh, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, but this week it'll be Wednesday, 10.30-ish Eastern, because things. Um, Patreon.com slash Showcase if you want to see exclusive non-wrestling podcasts every month. You get Law & Order Special Victims Unit from September. Matt and I talking about ghosts and spooky things, and Matt may, may or may not have fucked a ghost. So, like, Three dollars a month, you can find out. I'm just saying. Uh, and like this month's gonna be music. I just gotta get with people to figure it out. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening over there, so go check it out. Okay, thanks. You guys can follow everything Creation World on Instagram, TikTok, and X at It's Creation World. I T S C R E A T I A World. Will, where can they find everything? Botch bots and chair shots. Thank you, Matt, for letting me hang out and watch a horror movie. Um. <laughs> If you're interested in my shenanigans elsewhere, check my link tree at the Will Gray. You'll find everything I do for Rivet City Radio, Botchbots, and Share Shouts, Creation World, and Off the Top Media. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Getting Offed for your horror content, which is this podcast, at Matt Ritter. If you're a wrestling fan and you want to find out what the fuck's going on with Smackin' Raw, that's on X. Everywhere else, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, Threads, it's all at Smackin' Raw. That's going to get you a little bit of everything. Uh, and a little bit of personal me too over there on TikTok as well. So 
Go follow at Smackin' Raw and all other social medias at Matt Ritter for your wrestling at Getting Off for your horror. We will see you in two weeks. I don't know for what. We'll figure it out. Um, and you guys can go listen to this version on audio now. It is available on audio. Uh, the last episode and this episode will be up on audio. Thank you for joining me, both of you. For a chef by trade, a mark by choice, and my uh, favorite late friend for the man in the box, host of the <laughs> Chili Showcase inside the mind of in the crowd and all of the other things. I have the patron state of podcast and the word Matt Ritter, and this has been your number one horror podcast on Pornhub.